Hello, everyone. Irene Ezips here from CSN Practice, the customer success strategy consulting firm. Today, we're going to talk about what the hell are you supposed to be doing if you're setting up a customer success program for customers that are using a solution that can't share usage data with you. It's because of security issues, because of whatever. Such type of companies are companies that are selling SDK solutions. There's no way to share actual data of consumption, but maybe some metadata. And there's definitely a certain cadence that you would try to apply with those types of companies, especially if your solution is used by enterprise companies. And so this specific use case is typically for companies that are selling SDK solutions. But if your company is working with large enterprise companies and you don't have access to usage data, I highly recommend watching this video. We're going to talk about how to do customer success and what are some of the lessons learned from such company. And I'm going to have Neil Cohen from Bina.ai all the way from Israel to share how his company has been approaching customer success practice and what worked for them in this particular situation. Stay tuned. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. And thank you for hosting me. Of course. Tell me, why are you so passionate about this topic, SDK? I mean, I have barely heard about this before. So what's so special about SDK software that we need to have a whole video about it? So let's start, first of all, what is SDK? So SDK is a short software development kit or dev kit, actually a black box of code that we are selling to our customers. Okay, so it can be like a few things like our coding languages, tools, libraries, documentation, code samples, processes, etc. And this is in one sentence, uh, what is SDK? What makes customer success a little different when working with SDK solutions? It's a great question. And I think that we call it marathon. It's really different. And there's a new thing that we are right now talking about. And it's calling a marathon tactic. So what I mean, I mean that a classic customer success in a software company, so you're purchased, then you receive a credential or access, sign in and start working with your platform. But with SDK, it's not such easy. It's taking a little bit time from the purchase until they go to the market. And the primary content can be on board, but the success will not depend directly on him. So if we are... For example, view the customer success methodology. We are looking at or we are seeing it as a marathon tactic. And it means that we are running a marathon with our customers as their coaches. When do we need to push? When do we need to stay on the same rhythm? When do we need to stop for water or energy gel? We believe that this is the new customer success story, the mm-hmm. marathon tactic. And it feels very high touch, human and real. Tell me a little bit about that. Like, what do you mean when you say marathon tactic? Like, does the life cycle journey of the customer success with the customer changes? Yeah, a little bit. I think we are more proactive. It's not that we are just sending an email and say to a customer, okay, this is your access to the platform and that's it and walking by himself. We are walking very, very close to him and we are actually 
holding his hand until he approached his act. Actually, we call it, we keep our fingers almost glued on the pulse of our customer as they begin to develop and launch their incredible innovation with Bina. If I'm a CSM and I'm working with SDK software, what is the main goal here? Like, okay, how do I track the pulse of the customer? Like my fingers glued on it. Like, what does it mean? If I'm a CSM, what should I be aware of? What should I be doing differently than when I would be with a regular software? We are proactive. We are high-touch customer success team. It's me that you need to speak very often with your customer. We meet face-to-face with them or on mm-hmm. Zoom. And we try to be like a good waiters at a fancy restaurant coming to fill up their water glasses even before they realize they need a refill. We call it white glove enablement model in customer success. <laughs> Do you think that that's true for any SDK software company that they should always have white glove? That almost means to me that you have very few customers typically when you have an SDK solution. I think from my opinion, an SDK company need to be more close to their customers. Mm. It's more high-touch customers than by nature, exactly, instead of low-touch. Maybe we don't even have, I think, low-touch customers. It's not part of our customers. We are talking about enterprise customers. Our customers are part of the 500 fortune customers. So it's high-touch. It's part of it. Uh, It's natural, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. What, What are some of the challenges that SDK solutions have versus other types of solutions? Like, for example, because it's like so packed, do you even have access to usage? So the answer is no. We don't have a lot of access to the information, especially because it's a uh, benign, you know, they are taking measurements. So we don't have any access to their measurements. And But we see it as advanced because mm-hmm. of the security information. But we have a lot of other things that we can collect data or usage on our uh, customer, more usage than data. You collect the metadata not the actual data that's passing, exactly. but you collect the metadata. What kind of key metrics do you collect? Like logins or how many packets so, were sent? Exactly. Or- so we are collecting activations, we call it, and measurements. I mean, how many devices use our SDK or how many measurements this person do during a day, a month, a year. And according to that, we can know if the customer, not the user, end user, the customer is using SDK very often. The most important thing for us, because of the high touch, we want to see trends. Mm. And this is one of the most important things for us, or one of the most important KPIs for us, is the trend. We need to see trends. We need to follow the trends. And we need to tell our customers about these trends even before they realize about it. Okay, so how do you track for a health score? You mentioned something related to trends. What kind of trends alert you that something is going wrong? Something going wrong, it means that we are giving to our customer the license. Are we giving them a few weeks or a few days to start the integration? And then if we don't see any activation, it means that something goes wrong or we don't have the resource or maybe we need to help him or to ask him what's going on. You receive the license, you receive the access to our support website, to the share file, to download the SDK. Why we don't see any activation on the license or the dev license, not even the production. And then they can explain to us, okay, we have a problem or we don't have a resource. or I'm waiting for external developer that will help me to build my app. Over there, we need to help him. We can do a lot of things. We can support him. We can send them like more maybe articles, do like a Zoom meetings with the product and R&D. We will do anything that we can, you know, to try to push him a little bit more. So we will launch his app uh, as soon as he can. 
What are some of the upsell opportunities for SDK software when working with customers? It's a challenge. I think you are depend on the use case of the customer. If the customer will understand his use case, mm. how he wants to launch the app to which people, you know, to which market. If you do like a go-to-market research very, very good, then we start to see a lot of users and measurements and the upsell will come from the usage of the license. So the more they use, is it a consumption model, your subscription? Exactly. The more they use, the more you charge? Exactly. Is that typical the more they for use, SDK? Yeah. I, know, I don't know. I can talk about Binas. We are giving them all the vital signs, heart rate, blood pressure, yeah. uh, SpO2, and other vital signs. We don't have any limitation on the vital signs, but we are counting the measurement or the devices. Well, I think it's so challenging because you don't really have access. And so I feel like doing customer success on that sort of solution is super hard, super challenging. It is. And I think we are have a lot of changes. The management and the board are looking to see results. And they are also familiar and knowing about this challenge. Yeah. It's a different, and this is why we are talking. You know, I want to, first of all that people understand that there's also a customer success yeah. that working with SDK, they are not having a lot of information it's about their customer. On top okay. of that, and we still need to deliver and make our customer happy and uh, satisfied. What is the main role of the CSM in an SDK company? Is it to be an industry expert, a product expert, and increase adoption, or consultative? So I would tell you, I think you need to be a human relation. You need to be with patience, yeah. creativity, proactiveness, and a person of people. And maybe a little bit technologist, but I think this is the top five things. So what I'm looking in my team, you know, when I'm looking for a customer success manager. You would hire someone with no technical background to your team? Definitely, yes. If I would see that he's a person of people, if I would see that he's a creative and patient in a human relation, I, I believe, and again, it's my opinion, technology, you can learn. But to be a person and to love people, it's not something that you can learn very easily. I think that's always true when your customer, the person you're interfacing with, is not super technical either. And the, the solution is not highly complex. This is right. definitely doable. What tools are you using at the Bina that you would recommend for other SDK companies? So we, we are using Churn Zero. And this is the main customer success tool that we are using. It gives us the ability to see the trends. And also, we are the first customer success team in the world that integrates between Chain Zero, Creplex, this is our license server, Salesforce, and uh, Zendesk. So, okay, I'm so really, you're really proud. connecting yeah. Zendesk, right. Salesforce. So you're using Zendesk right. for support tickets, Salesforce for your upsell renewals, Churn zero for activities right. and tracking usage trend. And you had a fourth one. What was the fourth? Crip, Cripplex. Cripplex is the license server that we have. This ah. is where we are hosting all our licenses for all our customers. So this is the first time ever customer success team doing this kind of integration. Wow. Okay. So you push all yeah. that data. Exactly. It's like a competitor to... Some of the other subscription, like Zora, some of the other subscription-based models, or is it specifically for SDK software? It's specific for license, for license. Uh, server, exactly. So we are pushing all the data from Cripplex and Zentus and Salesforce to Chain Zero. What kind of rules do you have to create alerts for your CSMs on your customer success software? 
First of all, Chang Zero is helping us a lot. We are tracking all the alerts. First of all, we have alerts on the onboarding. Mm-hmm. It's very important for us to understand if the customer, for example, download the SDK. Yeah. Though we send him, you know, all the credential and the access, then it download the SDK. This is the first, the first thing they want to do mm-hmm. to track on the, the alerts. The, the second thing that we want to know if you first of all is starting to using the SDK, and then we need to track or get alerts on the license itself. And the third thing that we want to know is about trends. We want to know if the usage of the activation of the measurement is going up. Then we know that he launches up on Google Play or App Store. And we want to know to be very close to that and tell him, okay, we see a very, very good movement. We want to tell him about it. There's another alert. Or we don't see any movement at all. So Mm -hmm. it means that something happened. Maybe he stopped. Maybe he didn't release another version of his app. Maybe people stopped working with his app. We want to know about it also so we can tell him about a new use case. Yeah. Maybe to talk with him about new vital signs. So it's very, very important to us to understand what is the status of our customer almost every day. It's very rare to see a white glove service leveraging data so well. And so I want to congratulate you for making that investment in data to empower your customer success managers to be more proactive with your customers. Thank you very much. What about like for SDK? Are there any special, like you talked about the onboarding process. What kind of milestones do you have in the onboarding besides, okay, the person downloaded or the company downloaded the SDK? Are there any other milestones in that onboarding process that you would recommend other SDK software solutions? Yeah. So again, one of the things that is very, very important to us is to schedule follow-up meetings. One of our milestones is to do like a bi-weekly meetings with our customer, just to know every time what's going on with their project. If they have like a showstopper over there, when we're going to be the launch of their app, if there is any delay of the project and we want you know, to help them. Again, because we are working very, very close to them, this is the reason why we are insist, try to do our best to meet them, as I say, uh, every two weeks. Lastly, when you're looking at onboarding a new customer success manager, what are the things that you're coaching them that's very special for SDK software so that they could be successful? So I think when I interview people, I think they're always asking me about data. Do I have data? Can I, how do I see trends? Do you have it? And I try to, all the time to explain to them. It's, it's really different. You know, mm-hmm. there's no data. Just think that there is no data. You're going to talk with your customer. You're going to send emails, but not just email. You're actually going to talk with your customers. And it's something that some of the people really, really like. Some of them say, okay, oh, I don't like it. Or I prefer not to talk with them so much. But again, we are talking a lot with our customers because this is the only solution to be proactive. Yeah, uh, You cannot be a proactive if you're just typing on the keyboard. You need to meet them face-to-face on Zoom. This is the way that you can feel them. I and our team, we want to feel our customers. Do you charge for customer success? Sounds like a, a heavy touch. I know there is a, let's say, a new movement to start charging about customer mm-hmm. success. I think be nice that it's right now it's growing. So maybe right now it's not the best timing to charge for customer success. I definitely believe in that. I think this is the right way. And maybe, you know, in the future, or in the near future, we'll be able also to charge them. I want to thank you for sharing. There's not a lot of content about how to do customer success for SDK companies. And I think this is a valuable session that we had for anybody that works in that industry, essentially. It's my pleasure. Thank you very much.